everyone. Welcome to the Ladies Countryside Community Podcast. This week we have Louise with us, who is the gamekeeperess. Hi, Louise, you okay? Hi there. Yes, thank you. Good, good. So um, just give us an introduction on what you do, all about your life. Go for it. So I am a full-time gamekeeper. I look after, we only have pheasants on this shoot. Fabulous. So um, is, it a, is it a family farm? Is it a family kept um, shoot? What, what sort of setup is it? Um, no, it's a relatively big shoot. Um, we have like a, a top boss and an owner and um, it's just myself, my partner, and we have an apprentice that works for us as well. Fab, fab. So, um, so you just keep pheasants. What, what does it entail to keep a pheasant? Like what does the pheasant need to stay alive? <laughs> uh, so we have them as day-olds and they we have them in big polytunnels and they take quite a lot of looking after. <laughs> um, so they're on constant gas heaters. Um, you've got to make sure you're looking after them, moving them around because they are a little bit thick, bless them. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then obviously feed and water them. They're on automatic water drinkers when they're in the tunnels, um, but you still have to, they get checked literally every hour or so. That's cool. That's cool. So um, how did you get into it? Like, I would never think that a, a gamekeeper would be like a, a, a career for, for me anyway. So how did you sort of get into it? Um, through my, well, partner, fiance, really. Um, he is the full time. Um, he is the head keeper. So he's been here. He's been working for the same person for 27 years. Oh, amazing. Uh, yeah <laughs> bless him um and we so I've always helped out on the shoot but had uh, like my full-time job as well um and then the opportunity came um three four years ago um three years ago three years ago sorry um for me to become full-time on the shoot and um was sort of not really I wasn't really enjoying the job I was in at the time so kind of thought yeah well why not um we were only really left with a month before the chicks came so it was quite a long it was it wasn't really long enough to employ somebody else so I kind of got <laughs> chucked in really got roped in yeah absolutely what did you do before yeah. what, what have you come from I've always really worked with horses so still outdoors um but when I met my partner the hours were really awkward and we just weren't seeing each other. So I got a job in spec savers, um, the opticians, which was actually really good. Uh, just like, I just got to chat to people all day. It was, it was pretty good. <laughs> um, but then, sort of, but then I've been there a couple of years and it was sort of going to more towards trying to, I know the business had to go somewhere, but it was like trying to push sales quite a lot. And I'm, I wasn't really into targets and sales and I was more about class patterns people <laughs> so, and um, to be honest I've always been outdoors I've always loved the outdoors so I'm the sort of person that even if I'm inside I'm sat watching out the window um, yeah no it sounds fab so we've had a few um, questions from your followers so they said what's the hardest thing about your job um, the hardest thing probably especially this year I think with lockdown and everything is missing out on um, quite a lot so nine months of the year I'm full on no days off 
Um, so when I see other people organizing things or their shows on or events on, I do get really jealous and sort of sit there and go, oh, I hate this job. So is it, what's your like, is it full-time? What's your average day on, on the life as a gamekeeper? Um, so yeah, full-time. And from when they're chicks, it's literally 24, it's 24 seven, it's all the time. Um, and then as you get, as they get older and they learn to roost out in the pens, um, you're sort of still out all night, uh, vermin control. And then it's sort of slightly easier when you get to sort of shoot season and then they're roosting properly. Um, you get that odd night off, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so May till about the end of January apart from we do get Christmas day off <laughs> and Boxing Day but um yeah it's pretty much, it's yeah it's full on I was gonna say that's mad isn't it you think for some little birds that just chill around in the countryside and get one over occasionally <laughs> that's mad isn't it so you literally have to do you, do you hand rear them do you like I guess there's just sort of pens that are set up just to full-on give them everything they need and then what, at what point do they get released into sort of a bigger scale pen or you talk me through it so we have them as day olds um they go into the tunnels we set up little circles for them so they're um enclosed around the heaters just because if you have too big of an area they will get lost along the edges and they won't go back under the heater and they'll <laughs> just die honestly they're just <laughs> um <laughs> oh, it's just, they're just ridiculous and then when they get to, they get, so we've got um, on the end of our tunnels, we've got what we call the runs. So that's when they start to go outside after a few weeks. So they learn to be outside and then they do get shut in at night um, just so you can keep an eye on them and warmth really. And then when they sort of, as long as you've got some good weather, we can start to leave them out. Um, they get to six, seven weeks. This year it was a bit later because of the weather, but sort of seven weeks they then go out into the big release pens. Um, and then that's when they are all shut in, enclosed in big, massive release pens in the woods and they learn to roost themselves then. Um, and then when they sort after a few weeks, normally about three weeks, we start leaving all the gates open. Um, and then that's a bit chaos then. That's when your dogging in starts and you're trying to keep the birds in the middle of the shoot then <laughs> so is it just a case of keep cramming them into the place where they're supposed to be and then the shoot can carry on and take you from there if that makes sense yeah so you want them to be more in the center of the shoot um because if they start obviously going across your borders they do just wander they are a bit of a nightmare they do <laughs> they do just wander off <laughs> so yeah just I'll keep them on your land um luckily I am quite friendly with a with a few good farmers around here so I am I do have permission to walk on their land um to get back but yeah dogging in is pretty full-on pushing them back towards the shoot <laughs> sounds like it could be fun but um do you have much involvement when the shoot actually starts yeah so um myself and my other half will run the beating line but the boss um or like host the days um that's he loves doing like that's his job he loves sorting out the guns and he'll host the days um but we'll run the beating line um and then we have a head picker up as well who'll sort out all the pickers up for us um but we yeah we just run the beating line that's cool so, so you get to literally see it from start to finish which 
is it quite nice or is that quite like how is it hard to unattach yourself from something you've seen from day one as a baby or do you find it okay oh no I hate the end. (laughs) 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 no um no it's really nice because you get to see literally from and also you know what's gone into them so also which is important for going into the food chain um you know what's gone into them and sort of how they've been reared the whole way through and you can definitely say them by the end of it that they're suitable to go into and all of ours get tested the whole way through um we have a vet and so they're sort of we're segment when signed off and we're allowed we have certificates to go into the food chain so none of ours is wasted I was gonna say what happens to them on the end do they go in go on no go on sorry no, I was going to say, do they do they go on? Do you just take them home to be eaten, or do they go into a supermarket, or ha- what works for them? Um, so obviously, beaters pick us up, and the guns get their pick of what they want. Um, we, apart from the last year, because of COVID, we weren't allowed to do them. We do do oven readies as well on site. Um, so we get them ready, plucked, breasted, fat wrapped, and the guns can take them home like that Um, because a lot of wives or guns don't have time to pluck themselves and and they've got a long drive um some of them have got long drives to go home and they by the time they get home or the next day they don't really want to be (laughs) plucking in the middle of a town like like townhouse so we do give them the option if they if they want oven readies um also we have a game dealer who will come and pick up the rest every couple of days and then they'll go to big restaurants and be distributed like that oh that's fabulous so like it doesn't get wasted does it it's not a case of shooting for sport at all it is literally nothing nothing will be wasted or no nothing at all gets wasted um literally everything everything goes that's brilliant I think I think that's probably what most people worry about in terms of oh gosh I'm going to shoot but why am I going to shoot just for the sport just for my enjoyment but literally there is a whole process behind it that is good for the economy as well and and as I say I guess you can take one home and and enjoy your tea as well (laughs) yeah yeah take as many as you want (laughs) (laughs) that's good though that's good it's as I say it's part of the circle of life and it I say helps the economy it's part of it um so another question you've had from your followers is that do you find it difficult in the industry as a woman do you find it any differently yeah so I'm really lucky with the people I work with because I got involved with my other half but I honestly don't know if I would have got completely involved if it hadn't I don't know if I would have been brave enough to even do it if it wasn't with him um obviously I love working my dogs so probably would have been either beaten or picking up but as a gamekeeper for going on to a shoot I wouldn't have known I don't know if I would have been as confident um and literally I'm learning every day or like every day and if there's if there's something I don't know I ask him um he's literally just amazing he knows everything (laughs) um but I did have like obviously some of our beaters have been here oh god they've been coming years even before Martin they've been coming and so my first year was a little bit was a little bit trouble just just because of how they were they're set in their ways old-fashioned um but literally by the end of the season it was like I'd never been away they, they were got so to lovely. know you yeah yeah I think they were just a bit nervous of how to talk to me or <laughs> um so yeah but by the end of it they were 
it's like I've never been away. They're so lovely. We have so much banter. It's so funny. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but with guns and they honestly they're they're so lovely and they literally say, Oh, I can't like we need to have more of people like women getting into it. And um I think we bring a more sensitive side. Yeah. I definitely feel that with my other half. He sort of can get quite right, that's it. I can't do it. Whereas <laughs> I like, no, it's okay. Like We'll work through it. We'll find a solution. (laughs) Rather than just like chucking something across the room. (laughs) Brilliant. Do you find, um, obviously, I've been on shoots before and there's kind of like a beater side and a shooter side, isn't there? Like it's kind of like a, not they work against each other, but just you're a beater, you're a shooter. Do you find that much on your shoot or do you think that's kind of like an old fashioned thing again or? Um, I don't think it's old fashioned. I think it's more um, respect maybe. Um, we we don't mix here. So I know some shoots will have beaters and um, the guns eating together. We don't have that here. Just uh, we have beaters and pickers up eating separately to the guns. Um, just because they've paid a lot of money and yeah. and then obviously they get different they get different foods and drinks to us so it would be a little bit like rubbing it in our face while they're drinking <laughs> champagne honey roasted sausages and where there was our pork pies and a can of cider so they were <laughs> but, but there's definitely like yeah. um good and bad points to each side of it isn't there like a, a shoot obviously it's very expensive and maybe for an upper market but I, I very much enjoy a, a beater's day I love I love a walk out I'd, I'd rather be walking than standing there waiting for a bird to go up and that kind of thing so I guess it kind of depends on where you're at in terms of what you want out of the day as, as to what you enjoy and that kind of thing yeah definitely I think there's um what's nice is I think obviously on different shoots there's so many different shoots that would suit like each individual um, so someone that wanted to just do a walk-up day, there's so many different shoots that do it like that. Or if someone that wanted to feel a bit more like, um, I don't know, like special or made to feel like they are a little bit more important, then you have those sort of shoots as well that like, yeah. So it is, it, I do find, I do think it's nice to have a, like a varied industry. Yeah, there's something out there for everybody, isn't there? Even that, even in within the shooting industry, would you have worked dogs even if you you weren't a gamekeeper? Is that was that your thing beforehand? Um, so I only had <laughs> a little Asbo Terrier. Um, we still have him, but I had him before I moved in with my partner. But um, I yeah, yeah I, I've always loved dogs. Always, I've always um, so before I helped out just on like shoot day doing lunches on a really small shoot. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to get into this, into sort of working the dogs. Uh, I just think being here definitely gave me more of an opportunity. Although it hasn't helped my addiction to dogs. I seem to <laughs> that has that has escalated quite a lot. <laughs> you could never have too many dogs it's fine <laughs> No, <laughs> especially when you've got the fields to run them in as well yeah I'm like <laughs> it's fine <We've> got food. <laughs> <laughs> Fab. Um, is there anything you would say to someone who had never really thought of the industry to get into before what would you sort of tell them if they sort of fancied it what would you say to them um definitely go and find your local syndicate 
someone that you can just help out with, just feed in, make sure it is something you want to go into. Um, even it, it depends whether you want it as full on. I know a lot of people don't always rear, they get their birds brought in and they go straight in the pens. Um, so it all depends on what, what you, how full on you want it to be. Um, I definitely think maybe on, probably not on your first shoot day, but, um, go along and, and even be a beater, even if it's, even if you don't get paid, just go along as an extra, you're always welcome. And then maybe have a word with the keeper afterwards. Um, I definitely, some of them that I know aren't as scary as they seem. So yeah, definitely, I definitely think just go along and um, just, yeah, be really brave and go and ask. Yeah, just have a chat to people and, and, and as you say, ask the question, what's the worst they could yeah. say? Yeah, definitely on a, like you get the syndicates where um, you have lots of people helping out. So I think that's always such a nice way of introducing yourself because you do get a little bit of responsibility then if they ask you if you can do an evening or a morning or or whatever. And um, and then, yeah, I definitely think if you want to do it, then definitely be brave and just, just go ahead because you won't get noticed if you don't speak up. They won't just assume you want to do it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for being on our podcast. Uh, it's not not too much trouble for you because you've had your accident as well haven't you oh god yeah I'm lots of different colors hence the jumper (laughs) well wish you very best on your recovery for that but um it's been brilliant chatting to you and thank you for your little insight into into your world really it's been great I, I wouldn't have a clue what was to go into um into the life of a gamekeeper so thank you very much oh no thank you for having me I hope I haven't waffled on too much no it's been fab thank you (laughs) see you later thank you bye thank you for listening to the ladies countryside community podcast you can find us over on facebook and instagram and on our dedicated platform at www.ladiescountrysidecommunity.co.uk